Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, I am super excited to be joined by Malik Barrington, a pitcher in the Twins organization. Malik, how's it going, man? Going good, Francisco. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad to be able to get you on. I know we're kind of having little issues with uh, scheduling and stuff today, but we got it going on. And uh, I know we were kind of talking about, before we hit record, about you were helping your brother move and all that kind of stuff. But how has your offseason been? Uh, it's been great, man. I, I It was a big focus on just cleaning up my mechanics this offseason, so been really hammering that. Um, this, this was kind of my first offseason where I had an extreme focus on mm. what I was doing baseball-wise. Uh, throughout college, throughout uh, whatever high school, you always had the times of off season, but it was just kind of you just kind of do what you need to do to prepare for the season. But uh, now it's more so focusing on my deficiencies and and knowing the things to do to to fix them. So it's been a good off season so far. Yeah, and you're in Florida where there's a ton of pro guys, um, Florida, um, Arizona, California. Normally, normally good weather. I know the last couple of days it's been kind of cold out there for, for all you Flor- Floridians. But uh, do you work out with any other uh, pros or no? Or who do you work out with? Um, so one of my close high school teammates, close friends, um, Brett Wisely, he's in the – he just got traded to the Giants organization, actually. Oh, okay. Um, but we always train together whenever we're home together. Um, I've, I've known him since high school, and we've, we've been super close since then, so – that's one of my main guys I train with. Uh, one of my teammates actually is from here, a, uh, AJ Labus. He lives in Jacksonville, so whenever I can catch him, we, me and him go throw and whatnot. So, how how far are you? Are, where, where in Florida are you at, actually? I am in Northeast Florida, so Jacksonville. Jacksonville area. Okay, I've only been there once, and that was for a cruise. <laughs> so, like, I didn't. Yeah. I just went out of there. I didn't really hang out in the area or anything. Yeah. It's a pretty nice town. I, like a lot of people that are from here <laughs> say it's kind of boring, but visitors always say they love it. So it, it's a nice town. It's my home, so yeah, I'm used to it. So why do they say it's boring? That's kind of funny because I, I I picture Florida as just always just kind of like popping off. Like what what makes uh or what gives them that impression? So the thing about Florida is that it, it's always something to do. It's yeah. always fun to get into, but. Being in Jacksonville, for me personally, I've I've grown up here. I've I've lived here for 25 years now, so it's just I kind of know everything to do, and I've all pretty much done almost everything. Okay. So it's just I like to venture out and see other cities and see other states and stuff like that now. Okay, so it's kind of similar to me. So I grew up in San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, everyone is like, oh, I, I want to visit San Francisco. I want to visit, you know, the Bay Area, see all the cool things. To me, it's like I've done them all, you know. <laughs> Like yeah. I've been to the bridge, I've been to all that. I haven't been to Alcatraz. I've never gone, even though I grew up there. I never went to Alcatraz. I don't know why, but uh, everything else, like the bridge, you know, downtown San Francisco, it, it it's I've done it so many times that now it's like, all right, it's just another like thing to do. So I guess on that kind of mindset, I kind of feel what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is at least fun. My my friends from out of town, they come in, and I can show them around different places and things like that, things to eat things to do sort of things like that so no for sure um so i was talking about florida and like having a lot of pro guys there but there's also a ton of talent like high school kids um you grew up there in florida um like how good was like your high school team because i mean there's so many good pro guys coming out of out of florida now my high school we were pretty good um 
Um, uh, my, my, when I was a freshman, we had a guy named Sean Reed Foley. He's in the big leagues right now. Oh, nice. He, um, he was a second rounder out of our high school. Um, we had a lot of talent throughout the years that I was there. Um, just in the city in general, we we had crazy talent it's all around. Yeah, um, it's it's hard to name all the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was just- yeah. So I mean, you mentioned that he got drafted. He was in your high school and stuff like that. Like, did you did you play um, travel ball or did you just pretty much do like high school? Or, like, when did your pitch? Like, when did your like baseball story start, so to speak? So I played base. I've been playing baseball since I was four. Um, I was never into like the huge travel ball scene. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, it was just so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but I always played. I played all year round, pretty much every year, really. And um, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I played on different teams with different guys. Um, I got some opportunities to do like some tournaments here and there. Never really played like super big travel ball, but got to play in a few perfect game tournaments over the years. Um, different coaches would invite me to play with their teams and stuff like that. Um, then high school ball came, and that was kind of my focus, um, just making the team and then uh, kind of progressing from there. And I and I tell all the young kids that I meet now, like to this day, um, high school ball wasn't easy for me. Like it wasn't just, oh, you, you're on the team, so you're going to play. Like I, I struggled um, just early on, freshman and sophomore year struggled. Um, wasn't put on varsity right away. I was on JV. Um, so it wasn't a, it was a grind. I didn't see as much for the field until about senior year. Um, senior year came around and kind of developed through there. And then I became one of the best pitchers in the, in the city at the time. And then um, got a full-ride scholarship to go to TCC, Tallahassee Community College. Um, played there for two years. Um, did okay. Still grinding from there. And then I went to Albany State University in Georgia. And um, had a great career there, really developed as a player, as a person. And then went from there to Indie Ball uh, for about two months in 2021. And then um, got picked up by the Twins. And here we are. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And this is touched back about your high school. You said you weren't you weren't that good. And like, what, what would your advice be for younger athletes or even like a younger you? Like, what your, would your advice be? Um, something that I learned really <laughs> this past season um, especially with pro ball in general, it's just being okay to fail um, because baseball is a hard sport to play. Yeah. Um, as a hitter, as a hitter, if you if you're hitting three three times out of ten, you're you're a Hall of Famer. So it's just um, learning to be okay with failure, but also uh, be hungry to to uh, develop through mm-hmm. that failure um, because you're gonna fail. It's not always gonna be. Um, you're going to be the best player on the field. It's not always going to be you got the most talent. So you got to understand that, okay, I failed here, but what can I do tomorrow? Yeah. Can you show what can be the same guy tomorrow when you just had a, a game where you gave up five bombs and you come back and you have to pitch the next day as well? Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's a mindset thing for sure. No, for sure. Yeah. And you said you went from being like not that good to being one of the best pitchers in like your city and your area. What do you think was that like? that switch for you? Like, was it like a mental thing? Was it just like, you just started taking it more serious? Uh, like what kind of was that difference between your junior and senior where you were able to get that, that scholarship to, uh, to TC, to, uh, Tallahassee? Um, I, I always felt like I, I had the talent. Um, maybe I didn't see it or, or I didn't put enough out there mm-hmm. for them to, to see that I had that. 
Um, but outside of school, I still played um, baseball with other little teams and whatnot, and and I would develop throughout the summers or what, whatever it is or the fall. Um, so I always believed in myself, but it's just more so when I opportunity, I take advantage of it. I don't really blame anybody else, but my senior year came around just having full confidence in my ability, taking advantage of that opportunity when it was given to me. Yeah, and uh, you might be a little humble because uh, your senior year, you were 8-0 with a .39 ERA, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's really good, man. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I I try not to brag about or anything. like, But it, it was a great time. It was a great season. Um, my team helped me out a lot. Um, we, we made it to the playoffs that year. Um, and it, it was just overall a great year. Um just, just having everybody behind me, things like that. So yeah, and again, like I said, there's a ton of talent in Florida. Um, so you're you're facing guys who are just like D1 commits, uh, probably guys who are going to get drafted, um, guys who are going to yeah. go on to play pro ball eventually. And you, like I said, you're eight and zero with a point three nine ERA. Uh, you went to Tallahassee Community College. You went to JUCO route. Um, were there any other universities uh, or colleges looking at you, or like were you interested in any other colleges, or that's just kind of what, what was the only opportunity for you? Um, out of high school, I, I had a few smaller um, D ones. Um, I actually had FAMU. Okay. Um, they they came and uh, the coach came and saw me uh, play in like a spring break tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, had a good game, but. And this is another thing for the young kids out there. Keep your grades good. <laughs> um, that, that, I feel like that kind of hindered me from going the Division One route. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, JUCO is not bad at all. I right. love JUCO. Um, but if I had better grades, I probably could have went the D1 route out of high school. Um, but I don't regret making the decision to go JUCO because um, playing in the JUCO conference that I played in, it was – you're seeing draft picks. You're seeing all D1 talent mm-hmm. on every team. Base. So that that really helped me develop as a player um, because if I could face Chipola with 13 draft picks as a freshman, yeah, I can face anybody really. So how did you do yeah. against Chipola? Because they're uh, they're no, one of the they're like the premier JUCO. Like they're one of the yeah. cream of the crop. So I was there my my freshman and sophomore year at TCC. They they, they won the uh, state tournament. I mean, no, they won the national championship yeah. uh, both years. My freshman year, that was probably the best team I've ever seen on the field. Like, they had 13 draft picks. That I'm pretty sure one through nine got drafted. They had, uh, one, two, and three starters get drafted. Um, it, it was crazy, man. And I was I was a freshman coming straight out of high school, and those guys were like grown men compared to me at yeah. the time. So I, did, I struggled to get there, but everybody else did as well. So I don't knock myself too much on it. Yeah, I don't think there was a juke or a team that did well against them because, like I said, two straight natties, like they were just pumping out talent, like left and right draft picks, like for high draft picks too, not even like you know, like top top five, top ten round draft picks, and the like that that school. Like I was, I, I talked to a guy who went there. Um, he was actually injured, so he didn't get to play in the in the first national championship that they won. But he's like, yeah, dude, like we had so much talent on there. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's pretty insane. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I give props to that head coach over there because he's been doing it for years. For years, yeah, he, where they find these guys, but they they bring the talent in, and it, it's they're they're well they're well known JUCO program. So yeah, I think at this point, like he doesn't he doesn't even need to recruit. Like, like <laughs> the, the, oh, the yeah. 
they oh. just come to him. Yeah, because guys know that you go there and it's either D1 or draft. Yeah. With exposure they get, they get scouts at almost every game. So it, it, it's it's a great school to go to for baseball, for sure. Yeah. So you talk about Juco. Juco's a grind. And like I've talked to guys who've had funny Juco stories, whether like the coaches are making them do crazy workouts and stuff like that. Um, I think how we how I actually got a hold of you is when you had posted something about ju- being in the, in JUCO on Instagram maybe like a month or two ago, and I'm like, oh man, like, <laughs> what JUCO did you go to? And you're like Tallahassee. I'm like, all right, I got to get you on. Like, I haven't talked to anybody from Tallahassee, but uh, do you have any funny JUCO stories? Oh uh, shoot, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so many crazy stories from JUCO, man. Um, uh, speaking of Chipola, the the one thing that kind of shocked me as a freshman coming in. So when they take BP, like every every team takes BP, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have guys in the outfield or whatever, but they put about five or six guys on the other side of the fence <laughs> before BP even starts because literally almost every ball goes out. Jeez. So it's just like, I, I was I was a freshman. I went out and watched BP, and I'm just like, this is what we got to face. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's intimidating. Yeah, so. That that was a crazy story, and then the the video that you actually saw, um, that was a crazy game in general. Uh, that was the state tournament, my my sophomore year. No, that was my freshman year actually, and um, I wasn't supposed to pitch that day because I, I pitched like maybe two days ago before that, and uh, um, I didn't think I was going to pitch, so I was like the last guy in the bullpen, and we kind of ran through our bullpen that game. So I came in, and I'm. I'm dead tired, my arm hurts and everything, but I got to tough it up. So coach called my name. So, and that was probably one of the best games I had that, that whole season. Nice. I think I went three innings, like that, six Ks, something like that. Yeah. But it, it was, it was a crazy time. And my, I, my teammates, I still talk to them. We, we always share crazy stories together. So it's a good time. Yeah. Juco is like a brotherhood of like, no matter what Juco you into, just like, Oh, you're a Juco band in as well. Like you guys just like a brotherhood. Of, of guys who went through that that grind, and I respect that. Um, you ended up going to uh, Albany State. Um, how was that transfer? Like, was there any other universities looking at you, or um, obviously you didn't get drafted that year? But uh, what kind of went into that that decision to to transfer there? Um, they were the first team that saw me. So every year, Pola uh, hosts a, a tournament at their at their stadium, and um, I mean a lot of coaches come and uh, scout talent and whatnot, and pro pro scouts as well. It's like a little round robin tournament, and um, they were the first team to actually contact me and show me some interest. And um, it it was just kind of I took my first visit to there, and and it was it was just kind of I guess love at first sight in, yeah. in a sense. Um, I, I I fell in love with the campus. The coaches talked to me for about about thirty minutes, and and I was just I was sold immediately. Um, and they showed me that they were interested in me, and they wanted me. They wanted me to be a big part of the program, mm-hmm. uh, which I was. After that, no other school called my. So it it was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So you go from a JUCO to D two. What was like the biggest difference? Do you think in um, like the two different universities or the two colleges? Um, so TCC, like I said, playing in that conference, you're seeing top tier talent like from every team, mm-hmm. even the the conference to the best team in the conference every team has at least three or four draft picks on it a bunch of d1 guys um so coming from there to going to d2 it it's i wouldn't say it's a drop off of talent but it, it's a change of um 
the amount of talent, I should say. Okay. Uh, not every D2 team has that big time uh, draft guy or whatever, sure. whatever it may be. Um, so, from, so just coming from D, it made that transition a little bit easier to go to D2. Um, but just because I had already seen so much more talent at TCC. So going to uh, HBCU and playing in the conference that we played in, um, playing against the teams that we played in, played against, it, it made it a little bit easier to transition. What was your favorite? What was your favorite team pitching uh, pitching against when you were at Albany? Maybe like the fans were a little extra cocky, like you just wanted to like shove. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, there, there's a couple teams like that. Um, Columbus State. Um, there was two actually, Columbus State and um, Georgia Southwestern. They weren't in our conference, so they were out of conference opponents, and we always played them every year. And uh, my senior year against Columbus State, the first game I had against them um, was decent. It wasn't it wasn't a great game, but it wasn't bad mm-hmm. either. And then um, we came back to their place and played against them again. And um, like before, <laughs> it was funny. Before we came in, like the the, the opposing fans, they were like cheering for me and like coming up to me like hey Blake, how are you i'm like i don't even know you yeah <laughs> they're they like they knew my name and stuff and they knew like i was a good pitcher at the time and um i had a great game that game and they kind of just gave me some respect a little bit oh, for sure. um my my last game pitching at home uh at albany state was against Georgia, and my family was there to watch um a lot of the fans uh from school were there and it was it was a great it was a great game for me. I pitched like three innings. I think I had like seven or eight Ks. Like it was just a overall good time to like say goodbye to Albany State. It, it yeah. was a great game to go out on. Oh, for sure. When did you uh, make the transition from starting to relieving? Uh, I didn't make that until um, pro ball. Okay. So I, I was a starter pretty much my whole life. Um, when I got to indie ball, the first my first like two outings were out of the pen. And then they they kind of found out that I was a starter, so I started every game after that. And then when I first got signed with the Twins, that's when I became a reliever. But they had me in more of a long relief role. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last year, I was a primary reliever. I had a few spot starts here and there. What do you like better? Like I mean, because I've talked to guys who are like, yeah, I like to you know pitch, and they know my schedule. Like every five days, I'm pitching. And some guys are like, no, nah, dude, like. I just want to go out there one inning, let the arm eat, then be done. You know, so like, what what do you yeah, prefer? I always like starting. Yeah. Um, I had a routine, and I and I knew when I was pitching, knew when I was doing do is it's just the sporadic uh, timing mm-hmm. of everything. You could pitch on Monday and then think you're not pitching on Wednesday, and then now you're yeah. pitching on Wednesday. So, but it, it it's a great time. I've got to adjust to the the reliever life. Mm-hmm. Um, like growing up, I was never a hard thrower. Um, so I was never the guy that just one inning let it. Eat. Yeah. Um, as I've, I've as I've gotten accustomed to it now throughout the season, I've gotten a lot better. Just all right, I got two innings, I got one inning right here, and I'm gonna just let it eat and just go go about it my business. How how hard are you throwing? Um, throughout the season, I was anywhere from 91 to 94. Okay. Um, I touched 95. I think I touched 96 once or twice. Um, but consistently, it's about two to four right now. Okay. And that's and it's fine. I mean, like, there's so, so many people are focused on like throwing high velocity, but I mean, if you're pitching, that's that's there's so much more to pitching than just throwing hard. And you're obviously finding oh, yeah. and you're obviously finding success doing it. So you know, 
you know, props to you for doing that. Um, you, you mentioned indie ball. You, you didn't get drafted. Um, at any point, like, did you consider, like, I'm done with baseball? Uh, no. And my whole plan was I would go to indie ball for a year and just kind of develop, see how pro ball is, and then maybe be, get picked up in my second year. Um, but it, it just it just so happened that I got picked up, like, really early yeah. into the indie ball uh, career. Um, so I guess I got lucky, in, but um, so I was just kind of walking by faith at that point and just mm-hmm. saying, like, if somebody gives me an opportunity, then I just got to take advantage of it. Yeah. And I ask this to, like, every baseball player that I have on. Um, like, what do you do to stay, like, mentally strong? Because obviously baseball is a tough sport. Um, there's ups, there's downs. You didn't get drafted, but you were able to stay. And mentally, you're you're tough enough to go back out there and eventually get signed by a team. Uh, but what do you do to stay like mentally strong, like while you're in in baseball? Uh, one thing that my family's preached to to me since I was a baby is just prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Christian. I, I believe in God, so that that's my main thing is prayer. Me and my dad, dad pray before every game, um, and it, it's it's just just believing in myself. Um, and like I said earlier, just knowing that I'm going to have bad days, I'm going to fail. Um, but how do you bounce back? How do you get back up is mm-hmm. what keeps me. Um, so I just try to show up every day and try to be the hardest worker there and, and just go about my business that way. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Um, so how, were, were there any other teams interested in you? you get, you pick, get picked up by the twins, obviously. Um, were there any other teams, uh, you know, knocking on the door, like, Hey, like we want to get you signed to our team. Or is it the twins kind of like the best opportunity for you in your, like your career moving forward? Yeah. Uh, when, as far as I know, no team actually spoke to me before they signed me. Um, I remember the, the Red Sox and the Yankees coming to a few of my games um, when I was at Indy Ball, indie ball um, but they never really spoke. Um, and the, <laughs> the funny thing with the Twins signing me, um, from, from my knowledge, one of the head guys in the Indy League, he was on a phone call, and it was just a simple phone call, and then whoever he was talking to asked hey do we have any pitchers available do you guys have any pitchers and he named four guys and one of one of my roommate now jackson higgs um yeah jordan carr and uh ricardo velez we all got signed on the same day oh wow it was kind of it was kind of a blessing in that in that aspect and and did you all get signed to like separate teams or like all to the twins or like how did that all work out yeah we all got signed to the twins uh, on the same day yeah, that's really cool. So good for you guys. Wow. And uh, are, it, did you mentioned that are they all basically the same level as you? Like, or are you guys kind of starting off uh, low? I guess you know, rookie ball. You started off rookie ball. Um, are they yeah. all, were they also in high A with you? Uh, I got moved up to high A at the end of the season, but we were we were all in low A together. Okay. For most of the. Ah, good for you. I mean, that's cool that you were able to kind of go up there with some of your guys, and you had like a familiarity uh, yeah. already with some of the people. So. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, so when you get signed by the twins, who was the first person you called, called on? You said, you mentioned you talked to your dad before every game. Um, uh, was it your dad? Who's the first person you called when he got drafted or when he got signed? Uh, yeah. So I called my mom first and she, she <laughs> was yelling and stuff. And then I called yeah. my dad and he was doing the same thing. And, it, and it's funny. I told myself I wasn't going to cry. When <laughs> Um, but then I called my aunt, my aunt, she, uh, she passed away. Uh, oh man. The, be- the beginning in April of this, uh, year. 
um, right before the season, actually. And um, she was like my second mom. She like was like grandma, mom, aunt, all in one. Mm-hmm. Um, we really close. And um, I called her after I called my parents, and she just immediately started crying, and I started crying. And it, but it, it was just tears of joy. It, it yeah. was just they knew how hard I worked for 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 me to make it to the next level. And um, so my whole family was just grateful for me getting that opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. And then you go straight to rookie ball, which is uh, not the most ideal place to play um, rookie ball and low A. Um, you know, rookie ball, low A and high A, you've you gone to all three levels. Um, like, how was your experiences in the minor leagues? Just always having to grind things. like um, So now it's just a luxury of just I play. There's a lot tougher things I could be doing than playing baseball every day. So yeah. I, I don't think like I've, I've developed throughout the, the minor league so far. Hopefully I can continue to move up through the ranks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a blessing, man, just to be there because a lot of guys aren't there. Yeah. So it's just, it, it's a blessing to be there where I am. For sure. How, how do you, de- how do you like balance um, in the minors, um, like development versus like performance? Cause obviously um, you want to do work on different things. You want to develop yourself as a better pitcher, but at the same time you want to perform because you want to be able to get moved up and stuff like that. So, like, how do you kind of balance that, like, uh, performance versus, versus like, um, development? So, for me, it's it's when I'm when I'm in the game and I'm on that mound, I'm locked in. I'm not thinking about something we did in practice. Mm-hmm. I'm just going out to um, I'm just trusting that my, my body's going to do the things that we've been practicing for these few weeks or whatever. But when I'm outside of the game, when I'm before the game or after the game, that's when I can study some film or 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 do the drills that I need to do to uh, continue to get better. And that's one thing that I kind of learned from my coaches throughout the season is when when we're practicing, we're practicing. Mm-hmm. But when we're in the game, we're in the game. Like there, there's no there's there they got to be separate, and you got to really focus on each one individually. Um, so when I'm in the game, it's all go mode mm-hmm. and just focusing on that practice is just practice. Okay, for sure. Um, and you, you're in the uh, oh, you mentioned you're you're relieving stuff. Um, how, how do you get yourself like hyped up to pitch? Because uh, like you 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 don't you don't have a set spot where you're going to go into the game, um, so you're kind of always kind of being ready. But like, when you get that name call, when you hear your name, like what do you do? Are you like a Red Bull kind of guy um, pre workout? Like what do you do to get yourself hyped up and ready to pitch? I've definitely become a pre workout guy <laughs> throughout the season. <laughs> Do you uh, um, dry scoop or uh, what? Sometimes I'll dry scoop, um, but for me, it kind of upsets my stomach if I do dry scoop it. So I try to take it a few innings beforehand when I see like the game is getting into whatever situation. Mm-hmm. But I mean, really, when my name gets gets called, my adrenaline spikes up, and as soon as I step on the bullpen mound, I, I'm like I'm locked in. I'm ready to go. Everything just stops around me, and I'm. I'm ready to go. So I've always been like a when I'm when I'm a different when I'm on the mound, I'm a different person than than right now. Like yeah. If you were to see if you were to meet me when I was in, the, you would think I'm the worst guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> like outside outside of playing, I'm 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 a pretty nice guy. So um, and in um, relieving versus pitching, um, you 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 kind of become accustomed to being a reliever and stuff. Um, the bullpen, like there's a lot of interesting characters who are typically in a bullpen. Um, like how, how was it in your guys' bullpen? And, and I guess you were recently in high A for a little bit, but low A and high A. Um, like, 
did you have any interesting like fan interactions? Because sometimes the fans are like right on the bullpens or right above the bullpens, uh, or kids yeah. yelling for balls and you know sign this or doing stuff like that. Like it was, it was great, man. Like the the team, the low A team, the bullpen guys, we all got along. Um, because most of us were, were either JUCO guys or or, or free agent signings, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um, so we all get along and we all hang out together and whatnot. Um, fan interactions in low A. The bullpen, the the so the bullpen is like underneath the the stadium here. Um, so the the kids would come and they can stand right over top of us, mm-hmm. and they would like drop down little like they would drop down with toys and stuff and say, "Can we trade that for a baseball?" Um, what's the what's crazy. the fun, what's the what kind of toys would they drop down? The, the one I don't know how this kid did it. <laughs> one kid had like some fishing line line and something else and he wanted a ball so bad and we we at the time we couldn't give it to him so he had the fishing line and like some type of hook or something on the on the line and um we told him if you can reach the the ball with that line you can have the ball <laughs> somehow he he was like thrilling but he got the ball he like strung the thing all the way down and got the ball and we we're like okay you got it man so that was crazy. That we didn't expect that one at all. Yeah. So he's basically fishing for a, a baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I can't even imagine how he does it though, because if you have a hook, I, I, I can't even picture in my mind like the whole process of hooking a ball. Um, he had <laughs> that he could grab a baseball with. I forgot what was on the end of it, but he he did it. I don't know how he did it. So that's crazy. Um, who who was who has been someone in like the minors that has just impressed you? Whether it's your team, uh, maybe a different team, just somebody you're like like that dude's a dude. Like he's going places. Uh man, we got so many guy young guys that that are impressive. All all the guys that I see, it's just it's amazing what they can do on the mm-hmm. baseball field. Um, one guy stands out that stood out to me throughout the season is uh he was our shortstop, uh, Noah Miller. Um, he was. He he was a high school draft pick. He was a first rounder. Oh, okay. And the kid's like 18, 19. I think he might have just turned 20. Jeez. But some of the best hands I've seen on a baseball field. So I think he met, he might have made like three errors all season. Wow. It, it was just unreal to just go about his business every day. And, and we don't realize that he's 19 years old. Like we're all 22, 23, 24. And he's 19. He's doing this, doing this like every day. And I'm just That's impressive. I, I'm just amazed at it, really. Have you had any uh, funny fan interactions? Because I've talked to guys who like have had uh, like fans would climb onto the bus as they were trying to pull out and try to like take pictures of them or like um, come up there with the binders and like ask you to sign like multiple autographs. I had one guy tell me that a fan asked him to sign, but to sign as Bryce Harper. And it wasn't even it was just some guy in the Rays organization, not even in the not even in the Phillies, but he said, like, just sign my autograph as Bryce Harper. And the dude's like, Why? <laughs> no, nah, any crazy ones. Um most of the fans are pretty polite and um I mean I'm not a like not I'm not a big name guy, yeah. so they most are not coming up to me for a lot of autographs, but you get a few that come up to you and they're pretty polite. Um my teammates though, they've had some some fans come up to them. And say, can I get an autograph? And then they look down at the card or whatever, and it's not even them. <laughs> They're just like, what do I do here? <laughs> but but it, it's funny, man. The fans, they, they love you. They, yeah. they just want to support. So 
That's awesome. Well, hey, let's, let's talk about this. Uh, when you're not pitching, when you're not working out, uh, what do you do for fun? Like, what kind of guy? Are you you're a golfer? I know a lot of guys golf. Uh, are you a gamer? What what is that? What do you do when you're off the field? As you know, like to relax. So outside of baseball, um, my second passion in the world is cook. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and my aunt that I mentioned before, my uh, who passed, she um she taught me how to cook. So I, I love to cook, and I kind of do that in memory of her. Yeah. Um, anything outdoors, I, I do like to golf sometimes. I'm not really good at it, but I'll go out there and have some fun with the boys. Yeah. Um, I'll go fishing. Um, anything really outdoors, I like to do. Um, and then if somebody just wants me to try something new out, I, I'll go and try that out. So I try to stay active. As, as much as i can you don't you don't game at all oh yeah i, I do <laughs> but i'll play like uh sports games i'll play like uh mlb the show uh nba 2k madden all that so yeah i i can't do that i i tried to play mlb the show and i found out that there's a mercy rule <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad i am dude the yeah. guy i was playing it was like the fourth or fifth inning they're like the game's over like yeah. you, you, he can't come back from this I, I, people had that done to me a few times so I, I feel your pain on that that's awesome so hey i'm gonna be i'm hoping to be in florida um sometime like i said february end of february early march uh try to get some spring training i'm hoping to try to catch twins um, so if I'm there, I'm definitely going to have to hit you up and we'll have to, you know, maybe do this again in person or something, um, kind of catch yeah. up and stuff like that. But, uh, Hey, I want to thank you for coming on the pod, man. I appreciate you taking your time. I know it's busy schedule, the off season and stuff like that. So I do appreciate you taking your time and talking, chopping it up a little bit. So I appreciate that, man. No problem. Thank you for having me as well. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.